Deus in te sperantium fortitudo. O God, the strength of all that hope in thee. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We celebrate today a votive Mass, the Mass of Pope St. Gregory VII, whose name, as a Benedictine monk, was Hildebrand. And today is the transferred onomastico of our brother Hildebrand. It's his name day. The feast of Pope St. Gregory VII, Hildebrand, fell within the octave of Pentecost, and the Holy Ghost trumps the Pope. And so we kept the octave of Pentecost and transferred to today uh, our celebration of Pope St. Gregory VII. Uh, Pope St. Gregory VII had a remarkable relationship with the Holy Ghost. Uh, more than many other popes, I might say. It's, uh, he is among the popes uh, who were visibly graced by the seven gifts of the Holy Ghost. In fact, there's an antiphon in his office that alludes to this rich anointing of the seven gifts of the Holy Ghost that came upon him. And he was seen celebrating Mass uh, with the Holy Ghost in the form of the dove hovering close to him. The same thing happened uh, with uh, Pope St. Gregory I. Uh, Hildebrand, Pope St. Gregory VII, is numbered among those uh, fiery Pentecostal saints we have a number of them at this time of the church year. Uh, we have, of course, St. Philip Neri, uh, the Apostle of Rome. He also had a privileged relationship with the Holy Ghost. Uh, St. Philip was often a kind of ball of fire. Uh, in fact, he would give off physical heat. It was the fire of divine love burning in his breast. Uh, Pope St. Gregory VII uh, followed the inspirations of the Holy Ghost with an extraordinary courage and submission at a time when the Church was compromised by uh, playing into the hands of uh, political leaders and earthly princes. The earthly princes wanted to call the shots. And Pope St. Gregory VII stood his ground. And as a result of that, he ended his days not in Rome, but in exile. And uh, it is recounted that upon going into exile, he quoted Psalm 44, I have loved justice and hated iniquity, and he adds to the words of the psalmist, that is why I die in exile. Um, as a Benedictine monk, uh, 
Hildebrand was first prior and then abbot of the Roman Abbey of St. Paul outside the walls. He was named a cardinal of the Holy Roman Church and then elected to the chair of Peter. But what I really want to underscore in today's Mass, I'm sure that several of you made this connection and noticed this, the collect of Pope St. Gregory VII is, has the same incipit, the same opening words as the collect of the first Sunday after Pentecost. Did you see that? It's quite remarkable. His feast often called falls around the time of the first Sunday after Pentecost, which is superseded by the more modern feast of the Most Holy Trinity. But we commemorate, nonetheless, on Trinity Sunday, the uh, first Sunday after Pentecost, uh, which has a marvelous collect that begins with the words, Deus in te sperantium fortitudo, O God, the strength of those who hope in thee. And how did the collect of Pope St. Gregory the Great begin? With the very same words. O God, the strength of all that put their hope in thee. I think that if we connect the dots, as I often invite you to do, we begin to see what the Holy Ghost is saying to the Church uh, through this correspondence of texts. God was in the past and is today and always will be the strength, the fortitude of all who rest their hope in him. And that seems to be the at least one of the characteristic graces of Pope St. Gregory VII. He rested his hope, he cast his hope, he put his hope in God, and God responded to that act of abandonment, really, of confidence by becoming Pope St. Gregory VII's strength in such a way that he, he really was the rock in the church. And the, the collect goes on, uh, who for the defense of the liberty of thy church didst fill, blessed Gregory, thy confessor and bishop, with the virtue of constancy. Constancy makes a man immovable in the truth, immovable in what is right, unshakable. Constancy is related to our Benedictine vow of stability. Uh, the man who rests his hope in God is unshakable. We see this played out in the life of Pope St. Gregory VII. And for you, dear Brother Hildebrand, um, you must look to your holy patron uh, and uh, beg God to reproduce in you the virtues that we so admire in him. And the collect goes on, grant that helped by his prayers and example, 
It's, it's wonderful how the church in, in the collects for so many saints links up prayers and example. Have you ever noticed that? Eius exemplo et intercessione. By his example and intercession, why do you think the church links up those two things? I think it is because if we were to look to the saints only for an example, we would, at least I would, quickly become very discouraged. <coughs> Say, look at the saint. Look at the virtue he practiced. Look at all he did. Look at the holiness that, that shines forth from him. What will become of me, miserable wretch that I am? And that could leave a man rather discouraged. And so the church never sets before our eyes only the example of the saint. She gives us the assurance of the saint's intercession. And what does this mean? It means that uh, the saint whom we so admire is ready to intercede, to stand before God on our behalf and say to God, look at this poor man. Give him what thou hast given me. And that is what makes holiness possible. We're surrounded by this cloud of witnesses, and they're always interceding for us. They take a lively interest in our lives, in all that, that befalls us. The saints are kind of, kind of uh, on the sidelines, cheering us along. And not only do they cheer us along, they intercede for us efficaciously. They just don't make wishes. They intercede for us efficaciously. And that's why the example of the saints is always coupled with their intercession. Without their intercession, we would quickly fall into discouragement. But the intercession of the saints gives us hope. With their help, we can do the things they did. With their help, we can actually follow in their footsteps. They're interceding for us. They're pleading for us. They are advocates for us. And so, in this collect, we ask, through his uh, intercession and example, and then comes the punchline of the collect. There's always a punchline. You have to look for that when you pray a collect. Um, and it is omnia adversantia fortiter. Again, that fortiter and fortitudo uh, occur in this, in this collect. Uh, omnia adversantia fortiter superare. Uh, that we too may bravely, uh, with, with fortitude, the implication is with, with with courage, with constancy, and the, uh, this is, is the, the gift of fortitude uh, that comes into play, a gift of the Holy Ghost, not merely kind of a natural uh, readiness, combativeness. No, it's, it's, a, it's a supernatural gift that we too may bravely overcome hmm, omnia adversantia. And this missile renders it all adversity. But it, it is all the things that come against us. 
one sometimes has the image of the Christian life, I see it anyway, as a man walking into a storm. Into a storm. And everything is against him. The wind, the rain, the ground is even shaking beneath his feet, the sky is dark. He's walking into the storm. All the things that come against us uh, to keep going forward. Uh, that is the uh, constancy that we see in the life of Pope St. Gregory VII, and the constancy uh, of which we all stand in need. Constancy corresponding to the gift of fortitude. So all of this as a way of saying that Dear Brother Hildebrand, um, we're very happy with you to remember your monastic patron saint today. And we pray that you may share largely in the graces that were his. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.